Chinch on a Monday. How we doing, brother? Woo, we got a lot of life to talk about today. <laughs> let, let me start. I'm starting because I've I've had a full day today already. Already. They finally came to close the pool. By the way, the pool was uh I'm glad they did because it was 39 degrees last night when I went outside and it had like I was like, oh my god, this is gonna turn to ice and break my pool. So the guys come this morning and there's a huge tarp, and we leave the tarp out like in the corner of the house. Meanwhile, Jess's first full day at work. So she's up at five o'clock in the morning. I was up at like four thirty, <laughs> running around getting her ready. Uh, and so they take this big tarp out. These two dudes, really great guys, and they have it out there. And I'm looking kind of out my back window in case they need anything, whatever. All of a sudden, I see them both jump, dude. They jump, jump out of the way of the tarp. Right. Like, what is this? I go out there. <laughs> I go out there, and one of the dudes is standing there like this. He's got a baby mouse in his hand, and he goes, "Bro." You had a family in there. What? A mama mouse. They said it was huge and like four babies. They must have snuck in there when it got cold last week. And these guys jumped away because these five mice attacked them when they were trying to. Oh my God, dude. What? Yeah, dude. That's why I even put it another. I got the Italian look here. I got uh, <laughs> a sweatshirt with no <laughs> with no shirt on underneath. <laughs> Because I feel like I've been I've been going at it. I also forgot to take the garbage out last night. Garbage comes at eight a.m. So Dude, that's the worst. When did you realize you forgot to take it out? Did you hear the truck? I heard like two blocks away, and now we have like six bag of garbage because this weekend we did like just got rid of some some clothes and stuff like that and whatever. I'm running out there. I got flip flops on. Thirty eight degrees. Flip flops, bro flip-flops oh my god whatever as it takes soon, as soon as i got the garbage out there the guys pulled up they're like pool i was like oh my god i was gonna like go back to sleep for a little anyway that's not up. no but the garb the garbage seems real bro we our garbage comes out like guy comes at like 6 30 on like thursday mornings can't tell you how many times you hear you think it's like you're being attacked or something but it's the garbage can you know garbage <laughs> guy picking up the bam and dumping the I know. Dumping them so hard. I, I can't tell you how many times I've run down. I have a huge, my driveway's like this, bro. Straight up and down. Freaking nope. Flying up at hamstrings, absolutely on fire. You know what I mean? Try to get the can up there. Yeah. All right. Well, I digress. That was selfish of me to start because we got big news, man. Sean Casey got <laughs> married this weekend to the greatest woman in the world, Sarah. I couldn't be happier for you guys. Just, just walk me through. Walk me through. Yeah. Look beautiful. Uh, it was a great wedding, dude. It was a great wedding just at the house, you know, small, small wedding. You know, we fit only fit 20 people around the table. Uh, it was uh, it was great, man. It was uh, um, it was just uh, it was every it was more than I thought it would be, man. It was, uh, you know, obviously this is my second time going down, uh, you know, going down the marriage road. And, and uh, it was it was incredible. You know, obviously a little a little older now, 49 years old <laughs> coming into this one. But it you know, Sarah's just incredible. And, uh, you know, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. And, and, uh, it was just, it was wonderful. She looks so beautiful. Come down in her dress. You know what I mean? I was a mess, dude. We did our vows. Uh, oh, we I was about a, this. I did, DeSanti, DeSanti, Mike DeSanti did our, was, oh. you know, 
um, led the way, but dude, I, I, I had some great vows written out, you know, and I just was a puddle because my daughters were right behind Sarah. They were like the bridesmaids. Yep. My sons were behind me. And one of the biggest things, you know, that Sarah's brought to my life is that she has such a great relationship with my kids. You know, my, she's really close to my daughters and my sons. And so when I went, got to that part of the vows, dude, I just freaking couldn't talk. I'm like, and I was thinking in my head, get it together, get it together. But I just saw, you know, Carly and Jillian over her shoulder. They were looking at me. And like I said, my sons were behind me and I just, I couldn't get it out. And her vows were like, so good, dude. Like she, I knew, I, I could see like she was preparing. She's like the over, she's such a planner and so organized. So like I was seeing her, like she'd be on her computer. Like I knew she was like, you know, yep. going through everything. Ah, oh, now you know I'm gonna change this. So she nails the vows, goes first, and then I go second. So I'm like, and you oh. pull it out and it's written in crayon and shit. Yeah, dude, I pull it out. It's like this book. I got one. You know, I'm I'm more of a give me one word and let me roll. You know what I mean? If I start reading yeah. stuff, so it was good, man. It was it was a it was an incredible day. And one of the coolest things was at the dinner that night, my sons gave a best man speech. You know, I didn't oh, think they were man. gonna do that. So Andrew gets up, he gives an incredible speech. I start bawling. He's he's crying too, which made me feel good. It was really nice. And then Jake gives an incredible speech. And then Bubs gets up and just starts. It was, dude, Chinch, I got to send this video. He gets up for another talk and he's like, hey, listen, he goes, if you don't know my dad, he goes, when you're coming down at seven o'clock in the morning, getting ready for school, he goes, two things you're going to get. You're going to get a motivational speech and it's going to be right in your face. So he goes through the whole thing. I was trying to make eggs in the morning. I'm like, Bubs, you know, you're one in 420 trillion, 100,000 heartbeats for you today. So, and he was doing it just like me, dude. The place was That's rolling. So That's so you good. I, yeah. saw, I saw the pictures and Jess is all excited. She said to make sure to tell you how amazing Sarah looked, but she did yeah. she like an angel. Uh, but she goes, there's the pictures that you you and the boys out in, in the back. It looked so cool with your uh, with those Nikes you were telling us. Uh, oh, yeah, with the dunks. Yeah. yeah. But Jess goes... <laughs> She she caught she was upstairs when I sent them to her and she goes, "How big are Sean's kids?" Oh. <laughs> She's like, "I've never met anybody on this earth that has made Sean Casey look small." Look small. She's like, "How old are they? Like, what's <laughs> happening? They're huge now. They really are big, ripped dudes." Dude, Andrew Andrew's like oh, six five. They're both jacked. And all they do is lift. You look a- like a- Andrew's like six. He says he's six four, dude, but he's six five. He's six five, and. Jake's like six three, and they're big dudes, man. They do. I when I look at those pictures, I'm like, man, why well, look little to these guys? I'm, I'm a, I don't know if I'm getting that old age shrinking where your you know vertebrae start clicking down, but I don't know what the hell is going on? But they're they're big, man. It was it was great to have everybody. And and I tell you what, change. Yeah. I had a moment with my dad because you know last year obviously two open heart surgeries. Those didn't know if he's going to come out of the hospital, but moment with my dad, you know, where he came in and. And I gave him a hug, and then I started to cry, just thinking, like, I'm so grateful my parents are here. So yeah, I get it. it man. It was it was great, man. My sister, you know, yeah. her husband Chip, and it was great. I like when my friends get married because everybody made fun of me so much for being a sensitive chinchy at my wedding, crying, crying. <laughs> everybody who's got married since me, like, all I could think of was like, I'm crying like chinch right now. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that at my cousin Justin's wedding the other day. It was in our wedding party. I, I oh, we we owe this to the fans. Real super quick, did everything go away with the surprise that you blew 
on our show on Friday. <laughs> for those everybody saw this our, 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 we got a lot we got more feedback on that than when we talk about like Derek Jeter on the show <laughs> like, uh, he blew the surprise oh my god it went dude, okay. Went okay everything went okay. It was a girl. oh yeah dude they had a great time I can tell you they went to this like really nice tea house oh, everybody knows like, you said that before they went on this show. I know I know so everyone knew they were going but they ended up being really nice like they walk in at pastries tea coffee whatever it was but they said they had an absolute blast and it was uh all the girls were there yeah it was fun they, they were busting my chops the rest of the weekend about blowing the surprise but <laughs> oh, we gotta, i'm dude, gonna send that clip out dude, the clip time. you sent too is incredible that clip you did was so good yeah maybe we can post it this week at some point yeah yeah do it yeah okay all right let's talk a little sports here one thing interesting and it's a two-fold question first um rumors yankees were into they you know david ross is a free agent and a pretty high profile free agent coach right now because he's great and, yeah. and deserves it uh rumors that he might you know the yankees might try to get him uh to be the bench coach because their coach works with my wife now at the Mets. yeah right right <laughs> um but he was like you know if i'm gonna go back this year i'm gonna go back as a manager i i, I can't i don't want to be a bench coach this year i think that's understandable generally speaking right and what goes into what goes into being a bench coach, by the way? Both of those questions for you. Well, first off, I think Rossi's one of the best managers in the game. Okay. I really do. Like, uh, he's gonna he's gonna win a world. If he wants to manage for the rest of his career, he's gonna win a World Series title. I really believe that. Um, you know, as far as the bench coach things goes, I, I can see what Rossi's saying. Like, dude, I just got like kind of pushed out of Chicago, not because I didn't want to manage, but because Craig Council came in. Um, so I know what Rossi feels about himself too. And I know Rossi and I know he's one of the best managers out there. So I'm, I'm surprised he didn't land another place, but maybe he wasn't putting himself out there. Maybe he's saying, let me give me, give me a year off. Let me get back with my kids a little bit. You know, I know that's one thing that's been a grind for him, not being home, not seeing his kids all the time. So maybe he takes a year off. Maybe he gets back into TV a little bit, but I can see the move. I know who, if, if you're Booney, why would you not want, David Ross is your bench coach. Forget you about kidding it. me? That would be incredible. So you bring so much to the table, but I see what Ross he's saying about not wanting to just be the bench coach. Now he wants to be a manager and a manager is a manager, right? So, um, and, and, and being a bench coach, man, there's a lot that goes into that. You're basically the manager too. Like I said, why I think Carlos Mendoza is going to be go, so good in New York. I watched him, you know, help run the team with Booney in New York. You know, they kind of work hand in hand. That's that like Batman and Robin relationship is the bench coach and the manager. So, uh, you know, for that, that position is not nothing. So if Rossi came back, it's also okay here. Not yeah. only you're not, not the head guy, but you're also basically the, the second guy in charge for the Yankees. And, you know, I think Rossi right now is take a step back, you know, look at his options and he'll be back in the dugout next year if he wants to be. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the bench coach does not get paid fairly remotely close to what the manager would be. Uh, not even close. <laughs> and that's like, I think the interest on managers checks at the end of the year is probably what you're paying some of the coaches on your team. We talk about this all the time. People are, people don't understand how underpaid and undervalued coaches are in major league baseball. I'll say it out loud. You might agree. Or yeah. Disagree. No, no, I do. I agree. And, and I and I think hopefully there's a market correction. I mean, you do think about when John Gruden made $100 million, like, yeah, good for Gruden, good for Gruden. And then Nick Saban's making whatever, 12, 10 to 12 million a year for 10, 11 games. 
mm-hmm. then you look at some of these big league managers, and I was like, 800 grand for eight months. So they're making the minimum, this rookie minimum, maybe even less than the rookie minimum to be a big league manager. Yeah. That, like Brian Snickers, making $1.2 million to manage the best team in baseball last year, you know, in the regular season. Yeah. So and think about for, the hourly rate. The hourly rate, how much goes into those being- guys are making below, like, yeah. Well, you know, obviously, it, 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 it's, we're talking about the industry here. We have to look at the industry, what it is. But you're talking about, you know, a middle-of-the-road player nowadays is making that – that's through arbitration. It's probably making five, six, seven mil. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, or, you know what I mean? So, like, to have the manager being way down there and the coaches being a lot lower than that, I think that's why when Craig Council signed for $8 million a year, you know, these managers, they're – you know, there's so much when I when I what, being inside the clubhouse with the Yankees this year and watching Booney, what he had to deal with every day as far as front office stuff, analytical stuff, stuff with the players, stuff with the coaches, stuff with the fans, stuff with the media, every single day for 162 games and at spring training for 30 games, dude, it's a lot. So I'm just saying, like, let's let's get it right. I think we're starting to lean, you know, get in that direction with council signing for $8 million a year, starting to realize, Hey, would you get a Bruce Bochy in there and a Kevin cash and a Terry Francona and a David Ross and a Buck Solar, some of the right names. And you get the right people to lead those guys that are true leaders. They have a humongous impact. So you want to win a championship. You can't just go get great players and then just throw anybody in the managerial position thinking that they're going to lead. They set the energy. They set the mojo. They set everything that, uh, you know, that is great about a team and a clubhouse. They're like the father of the clubhouse, dude. It's a big deal for that manager. So seeing council get $8 million, hopefully that sets a trend moving in the right direction where managers and then hopefully coaches too start getting paid. Because these guys are, dude, these guys are are working so many hours. And, you know, if you knew what they'd make, you'd, you'd, you'd be like, what? I completely agree. Great point all around. Uh, hey, um, you know, I'm going to spring something on you. We're going to talk a little football. Let's do that tomorrow. I, uh, yeah. Brewer's job is open. Don Mattingly's name mm. was in there. I, I didn't. I'm springing this on you right now, but ooh, dude, maybe a good spot for him. He's got he should be a manager. Hey, we're oh. done with that. And he's going to be a great manager. He was a great manager already. We forget about that. Right. Just what, what's your take? You think that's a good good? place for him just yes yes i I just i think donnie baseball should be a manager you know i know he's doing a great job he's the hitting coordinator and the bench coach there in toronto and john schneider and and mark bazinski all those guys and mark shapiro ross ackers they're all excited to have him there because who wouldn't want to have don mattingly talking hitting don mattingly talking baseball he's been a great manager he's won anywhere everywhere he's gone uh, Milwaukee would be a great landing spot for just to get back in the managerial spot. And that's a good team in Milwaukee. So I would love to see Donnie baseball back as a manager. Yes. And he's a middle America guy too. We forget. He's, oh yeah. He's he looks, Indiana. So LA now. Cause he's so, you know, he's got the, the frosted tips every once in a while. He looks <laughs> super sharp, but he's a Midwest guy. You know, I, I don't Milwaukee fans would, he'd be a God there. If he, if he got them to win. Don't oh, you kidding me, dude. You kidding me. He would, they would, they would love Donnie baseball. If he'd come bring a championship in Milwaukee. Nice. All right. All right. We got a lot going on today. I got the jet. Oh, jets podcast. Today. These poor guys, Wayne Corbett and Lavernius Cole's got to come out after dude, that. What, I, I missed the jets. What happened? Did they get crushed yesterday? Oh No, it was like Wilson was giving them this beautiful drive to actually maybe win the game. And he throws his pick, dude. He throws oh, a pick. Bad pick. 
Yeah, like minute minute change left. It was just a killer, just a killer. Anyway, well, no, dude, about- I know it's frustrating because, dude, I, 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 Joe Douglas, the GM's a buddy of mine, went to Richmond together, you know, like watching hard knocks. I know that you kind of feel like you're starting oh, to know yeah. the team there. Yeah, like you're friends with the guys. Yeah, right? like you want them to do well. Even Zach Wilson, you want him to do well, but like he's not Aaron Rodgers. That's why they knew they had a great team, but they just need a quarterback. They built it around Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so yeah. We'll get into that. But hey, super quick before we go, dude, my, my dog, uh, my dog trainer, is around Thursday or Friday this week. Should we get him on a show and he can help train? Yes. Him? Yes. Bring okay. him on. I need, I need some help. Macy, my dog's just terrorizing the new couches. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm just not doing a good job, dude. I, I need a dog trainer's voice dude, to dude. help me. Ten, 10 minutes with him. He's going. And folks, if you have pets at home, I'm telling you, I, I, I this guy saved our life, saved our family. Our dog. This guy's family. the dog whisperer. He's, he's literally Caesar Milan, but like, cooler i'm gonna say that <laughs> that's my boy so, all right so we'll get him on later in the week maybe thursday okay. awesome chance yeah, i can't wait dude don't don't tease us and not bring him on no we're bringing him on okay all right all right all right bro have a great okay, bro day. have Go a great on. day hey everyone out there have a great great week have a great day we'll see you guys tomorrow thanks chinchy love you buddy